It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. England versus India. The Cricket Badger Test Match Daily Podcast. Can Joe Root's England dominate on home soil? Five mouth-watering test matches. Can Virat Kohli's India conquer the final frontier? Loving to talk test cricket every day. Actually, you know what? The more I'm thinking about this is actually you might leave out Lawrence, push Butler and Curran up to six and seven, and then play Leach, Anderson, Broad, and, and then Robinson or Wood, depending on how you want to go. That bowling attack is is a tricky one because you either pick all your best bowlers and end up with a very long tail, or you have to compromise and you can't play everyone, and then people will moan about Anderson and Broad not playing every game together which they probably should be. Not every game, but they should certainly start the series uh, together. So I think the I think six of the top seven is absolutely is is fine. The bowling attack, um, I would like to see Jack Leach play. That's the only thing that I would definitely say should happen. I think England shouldn't be going into test matches in the middle of summer without a spinner. And I think Jack Leach has, uh, has proven that he's got a lot about him. Uh, maybe setting, softening India up for Matt Parkinson later in the summer. What, what do you reckon, Rob? I mean, I'm very much in Knuckles camp there. If I, I don't like to see England almost in any conditions going in without a spin bowler. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I hate it when there's not a spin option. Um, totally against that. I, I love Jack Leach. Uh, I'd love to see him play. He's fantastic. I don't know. It is a tricky one. I do like Crawley, but out of the top three, if, if someone's going to miss out, I would take um, Crawley out. I would mention Bairstow, though. Like, uh, he's not been on form with Tess, but he's been on form of every other form of cricket and I love Besto so I, I think he needs a shout right, you, um, you'd play a team of 14 here wouldn't you Rob I think I think I would yeah. <laughs> I'm back I honestly I back everyone um, Besto I, I would I'd be the worst selector ever um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all playing boys you're all playing um, you're all in yeah. uh, have you seen much of Hasib Hamid Rob I mean he's, he's obviously as Michael said I mean two centuries in a week I think just recently and uh, obviously started the, the county summer very prolific He's he's had his 
a, a trough in form that's lasted two or three seasons. But I think he's shown a huge amount of resolve and grit and determination to get himself back on track. Obviously, moved to, to knots to do that. I think I'm probably in in Knuckles' camp there. That I'd like to see Hasip Hamid get a go because I think he's he's good enough. Um, you wouldn't argue against it, certainly not. I, I, I don't know about number three though. I'd, I'd like to, if he does come in, I'd like to see him open, but. Then again, how is he going to get um, Sibley and Rory out of the way, who I also want in? So we're open with three batsmen, I reckon. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you, you wouldn't argue against it. Yeah, he just keeps um, coming up on my cricket feed that he's, he's smashing runs everywhere. So uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see him get a second chance at international level. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at Manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, Manscaped.com. Maximum skin safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof, and it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code Badger. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, get on there now. I'll come to you, Neil, now with on the Johnny Bairstow thing, because I saw a big smile <laughs> come across your face there. And uh, I saw a couple of tweets that you did, I think, was it this morning or, or, or yesterday with, about Johnny Bairstow? I'll give you my point of view first, and then you can come back at me. I think Johnny Bairstow is the best white ball batsman currently in the world. I think T20 particularly, he's as dominant as anybody, certainly up there in the top five or six at the very least. Um, I think in, in 50 over cricket, he's shown for England what he can do as well. Test cricket, his form and his his returns since that uh, that glorious year that he had where he broke all kinds of wicketkeeper batsman records has been relatively poor by his standards, averaging sort of 20s, 25s or whatever during that period. But I think he's a terrific player and I think he's got what it takes to be a test player. What I think England haven't done with Johnny Bairstow is given him a proper role in that test side. He's been in and out. He's had gloves on and gloves off. He's never known when he's turned up to the ground with his kit bag on his back, whether he's going to be opening the innings or going in at number number seven. And I think that's really unfair on a player. If he doesn't know his role, how can he prepare and get himself mentally ready for a test match? I mean, you're a Sunrisers fan. You should love him, but I don't think you're quite as positive about his test credentials. I don't quite agree with you the first part because I think Andre Russell is uh, is the best T20 batter around, although different roles. Um, but Besto is well up there, certainly top ten, maybe maybe top five. I think he's probably the best ODI opener. Um, in the world at the moment, and definitely England's best ODI opener. Um, the returns for a long time have been absolutely superb. In tests, as as you say, I, I noted the um, the glorious um, 2016 where Joe Root last played T20 regularly and Johnny Bairstow, and I think they both hit about a thousand test runs that year. And he's basically been picked on the back of that one great year every year since then and before he's been averaging low 30s um high 20s last four years um down below 25 i think a lot happened when he became that great white ball player in 
the Champions Trophy 2017 when uh, Jason Roy went through a horrific uh, run of form and uh, and Besto displaced him play with uh, Alex Hales. He took uh, from then he took a much more strong leg side um, opening stance and. There was some ridiculous stat where it was something like forty percent of his um, dismissals were were bold since since that moment, and he hasn't been able to change his method when he goes back to Test cricket from white ball. I agree with you that he has been messed around because Joss Butler was Ed Smith's star man, and uh, Joss was going to get into the Test team, whatever. So he came in initially as a specialist batter at seven. Johnny had the gloves, got moved up to six. Fair enough. When Joss had a slightly dodgy time with the bats, he got given the gloves to justify his position. And Johnny's been kind of collateral in order to keep Joss Butler in the test team. And that day thing as well, Neil, that every time there's a problem with the England team, Johnny's the one that kind of falls, has, has, has been the one that's been sacrificed almost. The Joss Butlers of this world get away with a lot more, don't they? Yeah, you know my feelings on uh, what Joss Butler gets away with that uh, other players uh, get called up on. But I think at the same time, Johnny is very good at publicising how annoyed he is whenever he gets dropped, which is partly through his own returns, which he can't blame anyone else for. He doesn't do it quite as eloquently as Stuart Broad, but everyone knows, and there's always that narrative that Johnny is showing people that uh, he was right and they were wrong, and uh, that siege mentality uh, when he comes back and has even a fairly good knock, a, a 30, 40 or 50, that's Johnny Bairstow sticking it to the critics, or it's something like Chris Wokes keeps quiet and just gets driven over uh, every single year. I often think that, you know, with Chris Wokes, he's too nice. You know, Rob's too nice as a selector. He wouldn't want to drop anybody, but Chris Wokes is very droppable because he's never going to turn around and say, what are you doing? I don't want to be dropped. He's not that angry man, is he? Whereas the Johnny Bairstow and Stuart Brawls of this will stick up for themselves, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Johnny has always had a word. Although I will say in the last year, England have abused him a little bit. Um, calling him up to the test squad for in India and Sri Lanka um, when he's not on a central contract, then sending him home halfway through, which I agree with the policy, but this is a man who's just given up six figures to play in the big bash to uh, come uh, on a three-month test tour where he's getting paid a daily allowance, but not uh, a central contract. Um, he's giving up money to come on this test tour and to a certain extent got messed about a little bit and then got shown up um, because he came in cold. But there is that potential over the next few weeks, isn't there, that he's going to be sitting in the uh, in, on the balcony watching from a distance with a bib on as his 100 team that he's supposed to be captaining is playing in what's supposed to be the flagship domestic tournament. That that might not be the, the best thing for the ECB to have done with, the, with Johnny there, Bairstow. There are mitigating circumstances. England needed a wicketkeeper, a second wicketkeeper. Ben Folkes is injured. They clearly don't want to go back to James Bracey after his... <laughs> his very tricky debut and then the other options would be players who have never really been close to a test look and I know John Simpson played in the one day internationals against Pakistan um think of other special keepers Ben Cox Ben Brown neither of them particularly close to England selection so as a sub wicketkeeper sure uh, I would be surprised if Johnny Bairstow does get a does play bar if there's not an injury but I I understand there is a followable logic to him being picked for this test for these first two tests maybe Ben Folks will be back for the third for the third test in the squad i wouldn't be surprised if johnny got in he's got a history of getting told to go away and work on his technique and then 
game picked again before he's had a chance to actually correct those technical he'll play, um, the, problems. he'll play the first two games Neil and then he'll be axed when England are 2-0 down and then we won't see him again for another 12 months that's the way Johnny Bairstow's kind of career in test cricket goes and as you say he never gets a chance to actually go and score any runs in, in four day cricket anywhere Let's um, move to India. Rob, I, I started off the podcast by asking Neil what he he feared from England. What do you fear when you're looking at that Indian squad, when you're looking at that Indian team that Virat Kohli is going to be leading out? What's going to be their main danger as far as you can see? Uh, Richard Pant. <laughs> I'll give you a straight answer there. Like it, The guy is phenomenal. He's so good. Uh, the way he plays cricket, is fantastic. He can take it. He's the sort of player that can take a game away from you. And, and very, and very, very quickly as well. Very quickly, yeah. So as much as Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli, I mean, they're proven absolute international world stars. They're they're they're, they're obvious, but this guy has as Hollywood about him. And and you can't and you just have to like you have to if when he plays well, you don't get you you don't get angry. You just have to sit and admire. His his work, <laughs> he's he's fantastic, and he's only going to get better. He's he's still very young. He's already got a lot of international experience, and he's he's won games for India. I mean, no less the 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 winning Test match innings over in Australia. That that that's going to go down as a classic. But but yeah, it's 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 set up for a very interesting innings. You can't really. You can't really call it, to be honest. I think I think it's pretty much 50-50. Let's um, just talk a little bit more about Rishabh Pant because he deserves it. He, he's worked really hard at his game, Rob. You know, his keeping's got a lot better in the Indian series, in the Wind series. His keeping was unrecognisable for what it was sort of 12 or 18 months prior to that. But I just love I love his attitude. I, love, I mean, he's up and at him. He's he's never short of a word or two or a grin or a, or a scowl or whatever. He's fairly hard in his sleeve kind of fella. But he punches his way out of a corner, doesn't he? And, and it's great to watch that. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's fantastic. I'd love, I'd love him to be English. You'd absolutely love him on your team. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, you've got, so, um, I mean, when it comes to your selection policy, you're even going to select the Indians now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's got a rugby team on it. So many players are going to be on the pitch. But, um, yeah, yeah. And, and that rugby team is the, apparently the Barbarians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep me away from selection, please. But, um, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, what a phenomenal player. Richard Pant is um, to go alongside their already star-studded lineup, but as we know, England um, are superb bowling in home conditions. I'm pretty much sure that they fear Anderson and Broad, even though they're in their twilight years. But they still got so much to give. Yeah, it's 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 set up. It's it really is set up to be a fantastic series and five Test matches. Absolutely brilliant. I know it's absolutely mouthwatering, isn't it? As we as we enter this, uh, I mean, it goes goes all the way through into uh, into the middle of September. This series, Neil Rishabh Pant, he's box office, isn't he? He, he he's the sort of um, guy that he used to say about both of them that he emptied the bars. Rishabh Pant is that kind of fella. You don't want to be walking around the back of a stand when Rishabh Pant walks out to bat. I mean, he's worked very hard, as I say, and he's and he's earned his look at times and and, and what have you. But he, he could be somebody that ha- has a fallow period at times, and then everybody in India. Start blaming him again because he used to get the blame for everything, Rishabh Pant, didn't he? And now he's now he's flavour of the month. That kind of getting the blame thing. If he comes out and plays those forceful innings and gets and gets out for four rather than the hundred and four, um, maybe the Indian public will be less patient. That's possible, but there seems to be extreme clarity about Rishabh's role in the team. I actually think that that clarity is what separates him from Joss Butler in the test arena because when Joss comes out he's not sure if he needs to play classically or do what he does with against a white ball Rishabh knows go out there don't be 
reckless. Uh, what was the famous Shane Warne uh, uh, phrase? Tee off, off, but not recklessly. Not recklessly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what Rishab does. That's almost like saying, shut your eyes and swing, but watch the ball, isn't it? Yeah, go at 10 and over, just don't get out. He does that. He has, he has the freedom to do that, and no one's going to blame him if he comes out and plays that way. Um, the test in Chennai, um, the first one that England won, he came out and we were... 100-odd for four, and him and Pajara very, very quickly um, got us up to about 180 when he went after Leach. Um, when we are trying to save a mm. test in Sydney, he didn't try to save it. He scored 90-odd of about 80 balls and and tried to win it, and it was only after he got out and then Pajara got out that we actually dialed it back and, uh, and played it out. So that freedom that he's been given by the... Um, by the management, and also by the fact that over the last three years, Jadeja has been a world-class batter. His returns, he's averaging somewhere over 40 in that period. He knows that it's not like the old days where the number six gets out and then it is literally a row yeah. of 11s. There are people to pick up the slack when uh, when he uh, gets out. I mean, that, that Indian team, and we we had the rotation, as you mentioned, through the Australian series, but that was forced by by injury. We've seen a few of the uh, bowlers come in and, and certainly stake a claim, um, Sirajis and, and what have you. But the the 11 looks fairly predictable to me, India's, certainly for the first test match. Would you agree? The only one I... Uh, two positions that I'm not sure about um, are uh, the Siraj versus Shami debate that we had at the World Test Championship, because I think Bumrah and Ishant must... And with the batting strength they provide and the dry pitches, I'd play both spinners as well. And then who replaces Shubman Gill? Personally, I think Shaw um, is quite loose and provides a huge gate. So I'd probably go with Mike Agarwal. Also, Mike's been here a lot uh, lot longer. Pretty Shaw's flying over from Sri Lanka as we speak and got to get through quarantine. So I don't know if he'll be out of that in time. But those are the only two spots. I think otherwise, it's a very settled team. Um, and that actually, again, you know, role clarity. There's no chopping and changing all the time. People know what they're doing when they... Um, when they go out there to play, which, as we said, with Johnny, um, has contributed to his lower returns than maybe otherwise there would have been. Um, Knuckle, do you agree with Neil that it's a, it fe- those are the, really the only two areas of that Indian side that are up for debate? Uh, I mean, there is a there is a case to be made for playing an extra batter instead of an extra an extra spinner, but you would need to be able to the theory the theory being that Jadeja was under bold in the World Test Championship final and that you might play an extra specialist batter um, and then go in with, with three seamers and a fast bowler. I quite like the two spinners because Jadeja is uh, is a, a genuine number seven, potentially number six in some teams, and Ashwin's batting has uh, has stepped up a little bit in the in in the last uh, in the last few months or so. But I so it becomes a little bit trickier though because Prithvi Shaw and Surya Kumar Yadav were picked. Prithvi Shaw is a top order batter. Uh, Surya Kumar Yadav is a middle order batter, but. They're quarantining at the moment. They've been they've been quarantining because they're close contacts of Krunal Pandya, uh, who tested COVID positive. They're all out in Sri Lanka with the Indian white ball team. We don't know whether when Prithvi Shaw and Suru Kumar Yadav are flying. We we don't know how long they're isolating for in Sri Lanka. We don't know when that flight is going to be. We don't know how long they're going to have to isolate for when they get here. So they may. I'm not sure that they'll be available for the first first test. I'm seeing some things they may not be available for the first two or three tests. Um, so so they that might not be uh, an option. The other slight doubt is I think Adahane had a bit of a hamstring scare and missed the tour game. He's training and 
it's looking better that he'll play. The the beneficiary of that might be KL Rahul, uh, who got 100 in that tour game and has been. He's never really batted in the middle order for India, but it's it's some it's a it's a role that he could do, and it might work well for him as, as a fluent stroke player not uh not having to come in against the the new ball but i would expect mayan gagawal to be opening with Rohit Sharma, um uh, a guy who really only got dropped after his first poor run in test cricket he was uh he was excellent in his first in his first 10 test matches has a huge amount of first class experience um um behind him um you know in his first 10 test matches he scored 300s and uh 450s all of those 50s outside of asia uh so he is a he's a very good player very very good on the cut on the, on the square cut loves hitting the spinners down the ground can look a little bit loose outside off stump but isn't but is not as um he's not as flamboyant as his kind of aesthetics would would suggest um but yeah Roy Sharma, Mayan Gargaval, Chateshwar Pujara, Virat Kohli, Rahane if fit, uh, Rishabh Pant, probably Jadeja maybe they play KL Rahul instead of Jadeja and play the extra batter but I probably I think that if the weather holds off Jadeja then Ashwin and then Ishant Shami Bumrah Siraj will play at some point in this series um I, I'd be very surprised if any fast bowler on either side plays all five test matches yeah. given that you've got two pairs of back-to-back test matches and you've got the backup you've got Mohammed Sh- uh, Siraj who's a fant- fantastic bowler Umesh Yadav who uh, doesn't get a lot of options outside of outside of India these days he's an India specialist fast bowler and Shadil Thakur who can who can swing the ball and then obviously England will have hopefully Archer at some point later this season uh, later this series but have also got Mark Wood in, in reserve but I, I would expect that there would be at most two changes from that World Test Championship Final 11 Let's round off then chaps with our, our predictions our hopes maybe for the uh, the five matches ahead it's a terrific mouth-watering keenly balanced going to be tightly contested plenty of good cricket to look forward to over the next potentially 25 days but let's start with you Rob stroke Randy on the on the Randy thing, you stood in the doorway there. I'm really disappointed nobody's actually offered you any trade there as, as you've been waiting um, to speak. But how do you see this series in terms of your predictions? Five games, what's the score going to be? 3-1 um, England. 3-1. 3-1 England, England, yeah. And before we go, I do actually want to give um, a little shout out to Sri Lanka who have just beaten India in the T20 series. They've uh, they've had a hard time of late, so I'm, I'm made up for them and uh, the coaching staff. That's a big result for them because they were sh- Shocking in England. Oh, they've been, they've had it tough, but it's not just the cricket, the form. They've been in some outrageous um, kind of uh, bubbles they've had to live in. Their salaries have been leaked into the media. They've had players um, with bad attitudes. Uh, it's really been a tough time for Mickey. So just to just to get a series win, all bit all bit against not quite a, the the first eleven for India, but it's it's you you can only play who you're up against. So it's fantastic for them. He just about got a dual passport now, haven't he? Sri, Sri Lankan stroke English. I'm waiting. I've, uh, you can tell I've got a bit of a soft spot for them, but uh, <laughs> that's only natural. I, I don't think I was the only person that was very jealous of you during that uh, two weeks where England were out there playing and you were in that uh, wonderful country watching and obviously remained out there. But uh, you're going to go three one. Um, in favour of England. I, I, reckon, I, am, yeah. I reckon Neil might see this slightly differently. What's your prediction there? I reckon um, 2-1 India. Uh, one rain I, I off, thought, one I thought draw. you might see it differently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think they're very, very, um, very closely matched uh, teams. Both got issues, but I think England's issues are slightly stronger and they're coming, most of them are coming off either commentating or playing a... Uh, a new form of the game which isn't really conducive to facing more than 20 balls. Back to Rob very quickly. If England did win 3-1, how happy would you be? How big a result would that be for England as obviously they're heading to an Ashes winter? Oh, it'd be, it would be absolutely massive. Um, 
I'm I'm backing us to sort our problems out. I'm I'm hoping Domsibli and Rory Burns are going to be on form and uh, just send their critics packing. It'll be amazing. I'm I'm going to the first test. I'll be there all five days. So I'm I'm uh, I'm a very excited man. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so, um, super excited for that. You enjoy your five days. It's a terrific. I love Trent Bridge. Going to watch cricket at Trent Bridge. Um, Neil, uh, back to you. Similar question to you. How big a result would it be for India to get a series victory in England? It'd be absolutely massive. Uh, it's one of the the final frontiers, the way that Australians used to speak about touring India. Um, it's somewhere where last series, despite the scoreline, we competed, but potentially it's the first time I can really remember since um, the middle of the 2000s that we've actually competed uh, when we've come over here. So winning would be absolutely huge and we're not that far off. Um, I think this might be a good opportunity when England are in a bit of transition. I was going to come to Knuckle by saying, let's let's speak to the voice of sanity. That was going to be a far too reckless uh, an introduction to you. But um, you're our independent, um, in, in inverted commas, observer on this. How do you see this series, Knuckle? What would be your score prediction? With the caveat that I haven't checked any of the weather forecasts, uh, and, and so I'm not going to throw in a rain off, I'm going to go 3-2 India. I think that India India's bowling attack is now good enough and Ashwin has improved his uh, his his bowling outside of India so much that uh, the gap between the bowling attacks is not as big as it was in, in 2018. And I think the batting will just about have enough. The pitches in England, certainly for that New Zealand series, were not as seamer friendly. There's talk that Indi- England wanted sort of flatter, met- more batting friendly conditions to basically make their bowlers work a bit harder going, going through this year. No idea whether that's going to be the case, obviously. But um, with a couple of test matches at the Oval and at Old Trafford, where you would expect the ball potentially to uh to turn i would just about uh i would i would think that india who generally one to 11 have the better players or one to 17 have the have the better players i think india would just about uh shade it yes yeah, so i'm going three to india you're going three to india i'm going to balance it out i've got, I've got to balance it out as and go three two to uh england in this one i just think that there's gonna be a couple of days a couple of sessions where jimmy anderson and Stuart broad have the indian top order on toast there could equally be a couple of sessions where India, England's top order um, are like baked beans on toast. And it's going to be a fascinating to see when that comes up. There's going to be some very good cricket played. Um, and I think it's only right that we end this preview on a very even keel because this is going to be a fascinating test match series. I can't wait for it to get started on Wednesday. We'll be back every single day during the five test match series. We might have a couple of days off in between when it's not the double headers. We might have a couple of days off in between, but we'll be with you all the way through the uh, two months that India are playing against England in the test match arena. And it's going to be terrific. Whether you're English, whether you're Indian, make sure you join us as we go through this Indian summer in England. I can't wait for it to get started. Thanks to Knuckle. Thanks to Neil. Thanks to Rob. Rob can go back inside and get himself out of the wind now. And uh, we will see you all three of you very soon indeed. And uh, make sure you join us. Wednesday evening will be the first of our Test Match Dailies after that first day's play. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Join us after every day of this England versus India test series. We will see you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.